And I'm Liz. And we're sisters, scientists, and lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. All right. Let's begin. Welcome back. I uh, I don't think I have any updates. Um, okay. You have an update, I have though. a story. You, you have a story. Yes. I have a story. And you told mm-hmm. me it, but I've already forgotten it. So. Perfect. There we Great. go. And All then right. uh, you watched the episode, right? It was your yeah. turn? Okay, good. <laughs> I don't I don't even remember what it is. I know what next week. It, next week is irresistible. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I keep thinking about how next week is irresistible and every time i think of that i get the beyonce song irreplaceable stuck in my head oh see i was gonna think you might be thinking about simply irresistible by robert palmer oh sure i don't think i no. know uh irreplaceable or at least i don't know it by name okay yeah it was real popular in like um 2010 ish okay 2009 huh. somewhere yeah. in there Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Yeah, I, remember- I feel like I knew like very early Beyonce and then I've listened to her newest album a ton. And then that's uh, there's like a big gap in the middle. So interesting. I yeah. mine extends up until about 2014 and then I lose track of her uh, much yeah. entirely, except for like formation. And uh, right. Yeah, obviously. Although I don't know what album that was from, actually. Lemonade, um, I think. Ah, and yeah. I don't know when that came out either. So. Yeah, I don't know exactly when it came out. Yeah. I know there was a drive to Platteville where when Formation came out. And I don't think I had unlimited data yet because I noticed when I was, <laughs> I just played it over and over on YouTube on my phone uh, while I was driving so I could listen to it. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, her, her latest album was really good. Um, oh, good renaissance yeah it's really really good yeah 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 yeah. i know a few things yeah yeah um all right so yes i had the episode yes great what's that were you gonna i said great i'm trying to remember what it was because i know we talked about it last week and i'm just trying to see if i can remember anything i want to think about it this way before you tell me red museum the last one you had was Uh it seemed like standalone episode but it became a conspiracy ish then i had a standalone and we know what's coming up next irresistible is uh, like uh, kind of st- kind of yeah, i mean mostly it's not it's not part of the con- grander conspiracy right and so i'm like we haven't had anything with like a monster in a few episodes so did yours have a monster no it didn't no huh. so this God. was a standalone aubrey is the name of it. Oh my god, yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, Mrs. Thibodeau. Is Mrs. Thibodeau yeah. in this one? Yeah. For some reason, that last name stuck to me, and occasionally I'll see it out places. I don't know, on document. I don't where am I seeing last names? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm always like, oh, Mrs. Thibodeau. Yeah. 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 So talk me through this. This is another one of those crimes being committed over centuries or not centuries, yes. decades ones. Yes. Another favorite theme. Yeah. Yes. And it was actually, there were a few things in it that were perfect for me to analyze. Oh, fabulous. So, yeah. yeah. So we start and there's like a busy police station and we can hear a guy saying there was blood everywhere. Whoever killed her was a real psycho. Yeah. Um, and like, everyone's kind of like running around looking super busy. And we see one lady sitting at a desk who looks concerned or sketchy or something, you know, it's clear. I- there's concerned or sketchy i feel like are really yeah. two different things but that's okay no, i feel I'm like worry about it then i'll look concerned same... or sketchy 
(laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the word sketchy, um, I would like, I know, you know, this story, um, about how I had a student in one of my intro classes use the word sus. And I was like, Oh yeah that mean yeah and uh and she went oh it's like how you guys would say sketchy oh my <laughs> god oh. <laughs> oh, us guys huh <laughs> and i have a vague feeling of like being aware of when i noticed people saying sketchy like i feel like i when i first moved up to wisconsin i was like we're saying sketchy now like i don't feel like yeah. i said it in college yeah yeah, I did, but I was but you, in college. Was, yeah, you were younger than moved me. into yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's, oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I'm just yeah. you know, yeah, youth. Yeah. Um. So she walks into a guy's office. We know we learn his name is Brian. Um, and wants to talk to him. And um, she says, you know, you didn't show up last night. Um, she had made dinner. Like so he missed some sort of plans with her. Um, Mm -hmm. and he's being kind of a jerk about it and, uh, he gets a phone call. And so he kind of is ignoring her and on the phone and she hands him a note that says I'm pregnant. Oh, and so he gets off the phone and rips up the note and hands her an address of a motel so that they can talk. Um, yeah. So, and this, are they both employees of the police station? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then we see her entering the hotel or like about to, she's at the door and she's hearing whispering or voices of some sort and is looking scared. And then headlights kind of shine in her face from a car pulling up. And then we see flashes to some guy driving in the woods and possibly burying a body. And then suddenly we see her again and she's in the woods and she finds some sort of badge in the dirt. So it's like she was digging. So it's just all sorts of hands. just like like images, like flashing quick. Like we see this, we see this. Like it's not connected. Yes. Okay. Right. Yep. Um, and so she has like a badge of some sort in the dirt and is looking around like confused by how she got there suddenly. Okay. And then do 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 Yeah. Um, so then we see Mulder and Scully looking at dental records and talking about whether or not they match. And apparently they belong to Sam Cheney, an, uh, a former agent, an FBI agent, oh, okay. who was famous for investigating serial murders in Aubrey, Missouri. Oh, Aubrey is the town. Okay. Yes. I, I thought it was going to be a person's name, too. I knew the name Mrs. Thibodeau, and then I know the main woman in it is named BJ, right? Yeah. Because there's like a dumb joke about that. And like, yeah. And so I was like, but who is Aubrey? But now we have our answer. Okay. The town. Yes. Aubrey is the town. Okay. Yep. In Missouri. Uh, And Mulder says that he and his partner disappeared in the 40s and that his remains hadn't been discovered um, except for recently by a detective, BJ Morrow. um, Oh, okay. The woman that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. So her seeing that badge would have been Sam Cheney's badge mm-hmm. that was that was him right the bj just randomly dug up in the dirt yes in mm-hmm. the forest okay yes so uh Mulder is confused by how she suddenly ended up in a field with the remains which is a yes yes yeah point. absolutely and so then we see them at the crime scene talking to her and she says that she knew to dig there because she saw a dog digging 
um what you feel I, like I could, can i just say that like if every time i saw a dog digging i was like i should dig there like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I'd, I'd be digging I guess, all I guess over I, my backyard I guess I will, right now i will mention this yeah that um that my dog, I, I don't know. We were like, should I talk about this? Nah, now I'm talking about it. Yeah. My dog had to lose, uh, had to have his back leg amputated uh, this past yeah. week. It's been pretty tough. He's healing. He's doing well. And I have watched, I watched a video of a dog, a greyhound that lost his front leg digging in oh. the sand. And he did such a good job. And oh. I was just like, if I saw him digging, I... I would be like, I guess I'll, I, I don't think I would think I should dig under there. I just felt very <laughs> proud of him. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, like lots of, don't dogs did like, didn't Everywhere. Rufus dig up your, under your flowers so he could lay in the dirt and like, yep. Yeah. yeah my dogs are currently digging holes in my backyard just because bodies, dumbass. bodies are under there and they're trying to show you probably. Maybe. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Have you dug under the holes? Maybe anytime a dog digs, there is a body underneath and we're just not aware of how many bodies there are. We just don't have the data to, yeah. uh, to know yeah. that. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So, so Archer it. is, uh, he's not at a, a digging level yet, but no. I did see him do the thing yesterday. It was the saddest, cutest thing ever. And we had to like, try not to laugh at him. We took him outside to go pee and he goes pee. And then he's one of those dogs. He likes to do the like kicking behind him thing after he oh. pees and he like, he did it with his one leg and it was really bizarre, but it was like, oh. he's like, I'm just doing my thing, you know, and just oh, kick buddy. back and then he'd kind of move his other hip and like, oh, yeah, oh, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad he's doing well. I mean, I know he still isn't, you know, yeah, he's, totally he's fine, just, but everything is going very much according to plan. He's eating, he's pooping, Good. he's hopping around. Aww. a little bit he he rolled on his back he like roached uh oh which he doesn't he hasn't been doing that in a while so it's quite encouraging it's like yeah is he now freed up to so i don't know well i know that um maybe it was our aunt who was saying this that um apparently or maybe i don't know who said this that um i was talking to someone about archer about um how this type of bone cancer that he had can be pretty painful and yeah. so it's possible that like he'll have more energy and feel better yeah, now that, that... Would make me so happy yeah, yeah. once he gets used yeah. to this yeah right i've been yeah. reading him the woman in white by wilkie collins um ah. i got to a part with an italian greyhound in it and i was like oh, oh you're gonna like this part he, he seemed pretty <laughs> indifferent but it does seem to soothe him when i read to him so i feel like I need to like take Gatsby over for a visit. Not really. That would be a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, but to be like, see, this is, this is why dogs have surgeries. Like this is Archer had a surgery. <laughs> this is why for a good reason, not because right. you ate socks, yeah. like a noodle. Yeah. yeah. Is he eating anything stupid lately or is he getting a little better? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing, uh, surgically stupid. I mean, nothing, you know, yeah. um, but <laughs> uh constantly constantly God. um so yeah i just want to be like you're you're just dumb just yeah. just don't just no. don't anyway yeah yeah um anyway, i'm glad so, Archer's doing so well yeah there. and so yeah he's not at a digging stage but he is at a kicking stage and that's exciting oh, that his that's little kicking exciting. instinct took over yeah <laughs> oh. yeah um 
So she she claims that she had stopped there uh, because she saw a dog digging. Okay, yeah, right. right. Well, she she stopped there because her engine was failing in her car. Oh, okay. So she sorry. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so she stopped and saw a dog digging and went to investigate. I mean, do Mulder? I mean, we know not to believe her because we know that she doesn't know how she got there. Right. Right. But do Mulder and Scully believe her? No. Okay, good. Okay, no. good, good, good. Because that's it. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and uh, so they're questioning her about it. Mm-hmm. And Brian, the jerk detective guy, the mm-hmm. one she was going to meet, uh, is kind of trying to defend her. He's at the scene too, and is just kind of generally trying to stick up for her and be like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't remember. She's in shock or something, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mulder asks her if she's ever had any visions or precognitions or dreams <laughs> and they just all kind of look confused and that's kind of it Yeah, for that scene. <laughs> um, so then they are in the coroner's office looking at skeletal remains. Oh, um, hooray. <laughs> yeah. This is perfect for you. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so first of all, there is like a full body skeleton in the lab, which I find really, again, weird. It's some sort of weird prop thing because it's like, I have a, I have a, a high quality plastic skeleton in my yes. teaching I lab. We've, we've talked about skeleton before. Yeah. Yeah. Skeleton. yeah. Um, and, uh, but like, there would be no reason to right. have. Right. They're not the teaching. Do, right. Okay. I have a theory. I wonder if the writers or whoever, the prop people imagine that what that people do is they find a bone and then they have to look and match it on the skeleton to figure out what bone it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that my, that would be a really terrible forensic anthropologist if they couldn't know from an entire bone. (laughs) And I mean, like, like, I'd like to think I wouldn't do that because I'm a scientist and I would know to, I don't know, ask if someone was like, you need to decorate this, prop area i'd be like why don't i talk to an actual scientist and do it yeah. that way and, but i still feel like it kind of blows my mind that you could just look at a bone and know what it is without context i could do it with one bone and which one the, the skull oh um, <laughs> i mean actually that's a bunch of different little bones well then maybe mostly not. fused okay. together i do think i could maybe identify a femur but that's because of the movie the burbs uh i bet you could yeah yeah I bet you could a femur is a human thigh an bone ray yeah. An entire one, presumably, you'd need. Oh, well, yeah. How would I know oh. if it was just a piece of a femur? Could you I identify do. a... Really? Yeah. I mean, it depends on how big the piece. Sometimes I'm better or worse at it. But yeah, I mean, I've worked with cremated remains and had to, you know, what? identify the what? tiny little pieces. What? Yeah. What? Isn't yeah. it weird how little we sometimes know about each other's jobs or maybe just how little <laughs> I know about yours. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so the cremated remains that I've worked with have been very, very, very old. Um, and so it's not so they, like, like didn't how... do as thorough a job. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. So um, it wouldn't be like, you know, looking at them today, although I have looked at modern ones and can see little pieces of things. Um, okay. But so you looked at cremated remains mm-hmm. and you were like identifying bones. Mm-hmm. Why? Because my thought is you knew a human went in. 
presumably, were you just ensuring it was a human who was cremated and not a different animal? Why else would, no, I know that's yeah. not right. No, wait, yes, it is. Wait, really? I mean, partially, right. So you have, you have some remains in say a, a pot of some sort. Okay. And, you know, it's possible that it's not human, that the bones, yeah. it could have been from cooking or from, you know, any number of things. So yeah, okay. you want to, you want to see, if I mean, it's Evie human. and Teresa were cremated. So yeah. Yeah. They're greyhounds. So yeah. Yeah. Rufus. We still have Rufus's. Yeah. Remains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, and like time passes, things get displaced and you're like, Hey, what's in this jar or whatever. Oh, like why I was looking at yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, like people hadn't done a full evaluation oh okay of them prior so okay yeah sorry right. you weren't just like is this a horse or whatever no. you were okay all right because <laughs> that's what i kind of was picturing there all right so so anyway i feel like it is super i i just imagine maybe it was just oh hey grab that skeleton and put it in here but yeah. i could yeah. really believe that they were like oh bone matching that's probably how they do it <laughs> like yeah <laughs> No, if I had a full bone, there would be absolutely no way that I could not know what it was I, and where I it would came like from. to invite our listeners to email us pictures of bones for you to identify. Now, keep in mind, though, that, that you can't murder I, anyone and then blame it on us. <laughs> that's what you were going to say. I assume yes, that's what I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> um, no, that uh, I am not a zooarchaeologist. So ah. I, I have a little bit of training mm -hmm. in it, but I am a, I'm a human osteologist. So, okay. and bioarchaeologist, but I'm, so I'm, I'm kind of bad with, I'm kind of bad with, uh, animal, animal bones. I can, I can give some general, I mean, I've got boxes of them in my office. I mean, I've got some general knowledge, yeah. but not like I would with human. Okay. So. All right. Anyway. So yes. my biggest question in this scene as Scully is identifying the remain or looking at them is why isn't a forensic anthropologist doing this? Um, oh, wait, because, it's just them. Yeah. 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 Scully would have no training in this. There would be no, there would be no, I mean, like, yeah, she could probably be like, well, this looks like probably a complete skeleton. Okay. Um, but like, but not I in like actual, right. I, yeah. I have a lot more training beyond that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> Um, so she, she didn't know what she was talking about. Um, and that became clear. Yeah. So, um, she talks about how there is some postmortem damage on the ribs that she thinks maybe came from, um, like a backhoe during excavation. I think she says, which like, if they, if the remains are that close to the surface, they wouldn't use a backhoe. Like if we know that there's a pretty big depth until you get to them, um, then sometimes they'll use like a backhoe to scoop out the top dirt, the topsoil. Oh, she thinks um, in the removal of the bones. Yeah. Right which then. happens, which happens. Okay. Right. Um, because I mean, like trowel marks, I mean, you want to minimize that and not do that, but sometimes that happens and you, you know, we'll get some trowel marks from the excavation. Um, but if they were that close to the surface that BJ was able to dig them up using like her hands or a small shovel or something, mm -hmm. then there's, they would just be using trowels. There would not be a backhoe involved. Um, so she's looking at the bones. Mulder is reading some of Cheney's old notes. So that is the guy whose skeleton was found. The one that BJ right. dug up, yeah. right? The yeah. old agent. 
Yeah. And he'd been investigating the slash murderer. Um, okay. It says that the victims were all killed by a blow to the head. And the word sister had been carved into their Ooh. chest and Ooh. then painted in blood on the wall. Ooh. And at this time, it pans to see the skull of Cheney, of the, okay. the remains uh-huh. skull he's working with. Um, and he's got a clear blow to the head. Okay. But that is not a perimortem blow to the head. That is a postmortem blow to the head, man. Oh. And so oh. this is just me being. You can nerd, tell if it I was mean, done during death or after death. Yep. Mm-hmm. I figured yeah. you could tell if it was done before death and then they healed, but that not. Too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anti peri or post mortem. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, it's supposed to be like, oh, he was killed the same way, but it's clearly a postmortem break and uh, and not one that happened during his time of death. Uh, yeah. OK. So I that doesn't get brought into it. We're just supposed to yeah. assume right. that's how he died. I'm just OK. Being... It's just neat that you know it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. So Scully says that some of the cuts on the ribs could have been made by a razor. Um, OK. Again, there is a difference between anti-peri and post-mortem cutting and so if the ribs if the cuts on the ribs had been made during excavation versus during his death a trained forensic anthropologist Ah, would be able to tell the difference in that i see okay yeah then um they go to a lab and they say they are doing some 3d scanning on the ribs which first of all i didn't have a chance to look this up i don't know if that technology was available in the 90s we're getting huh. to some technology I know wasn't available because it's oh, not okay. now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, so she's kind of working on this and Mulder gets off the phone and notes and says that BJ's car had been in working order, that she apparently had recently gotten it ah, checked over. okay. And Scully makes a comment about how it's obvious that BJ and Tillman, Brian Tillman, the mean detective guy, kind of, mm-hmm. um, are having an affair. Yeah. And Mulder's kind of like, how would you know? And she was like, basically, she says this, not like this, but she got a vibe. Right. Okay. Um, so then it shows a 3D scan of the rib cage put together appear on the computer. So like these were all disarticulated remains. Okay. Yeah. So, and it like so puzzle pieced them together. Yeah. Yes. And so there was this like rotating 3D model. I think I can picture that. Persons. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they're comparing that to uh, one that had been extrapolated from the slasher's last victim. Okay. Um, so, and they were like comparing the marks on the ribs to okay. the slasher's last mm-hmm. last victim to Cheney. Yeah. Okay. The remains mm-hmm. um, by like having these 3D models that they could like do analysis on again this is not currently a thing this is yeah i mean like we could get 3d scans and analyze bones but you can't like puzzle piece them together in a lab like that digitally and then i don't know it's just not cool but yeah it would be cool yeah yeah so bj shows up and when she looks at the skull she gets a flash to someone being attacked Okay. And so she looks kind of like sick to her stomach and goes to the bathroom and Scully walks in and she's kind of like splashing her face in the sink. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so Scully goes in there to check on her and says that 
Scully talking about herself that she's had feelings for people she's worked with and inter-office relationships can be complicated. Um, And then says, you're pregnant, aren't you? How does Scully know that? Yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine if you like met a woman and then like she just splashed her face with water and looked kind of sick and like, I don't know, had a vibe with her coworker you also just met and you were like, okay, so we all know you're sleeping with him and you're pregnant. Like that's ridiculous. It's like, do do they think it's some sort of like women's intuition garbage or Scully's a doctor and she knows a certain look of splashy water on the face? Yeah, maybe. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, I would be so annoyed. Yeah. Um, I know. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so, um, BJ says, you know, she knew about the nausea, like knew to expect that, but not about the nightmares. And Scully is kind of like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's what Scully says. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, BJ says that, the dream is always the same that she dreams a woman has been hurt and there's a mirror and she can see a man's reflection in the mirror kind of behind the woman. Mm -hmm. And so um, they go back into the lab then and Mulder says that he has matched up the cuts on the ribs and it looks like it spells the word brother. Okay. Um, So again, it was that same serial killer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of Mulder slash BJ that figures this out. Okay. So then Brian shows up, Brian Tillman. I sometimes call him Brian in my notes. Sometimes call him Tillman, the detective guy. Yeah. He shows up and he seems pissed off that she has some crime scene photos. So like they had uh, sitting on the table, some sealed crime scene photos. And Mulder says, well, no, those are the ones from 1942. And Tillman says, no, they're from a crime committed just a few days ago. Wait, what? Yeah, and says that three three days ago, a woman was murdered and the word sister was carved into her chest and painted Ooh. on the wall. Um, and a guy comes in and says, there's been another one. Ooh. So, oh, so this is the, oh, this is the first crime we heard about in the beginning with the, oh, there's all that blood? Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they all go to an empty pool. Um, Which has no further explanation for why someone's been killed there, but sure is creepy. Yeah. And uh, BJ looks at her and says, oh my God, it's her. It's the woman in my dream. Oh my God. Yeah. So then we see Mulder, Scully, and BJ talking at a park. And she's kind of like, we see some footage of like a woman playing with her daughter. And she's kind of talking about how she doesn't know if she wants to keep the baby or not. Mm -hmm. um, That she kind of never like thought much about having kids, but then she always wanted to be a detective and that her dad was a policeman. Okay. She also says that the guy in her dream has a rash on his face and intense eyes. Okay. And she can see, and this actually, it's occurring to me just now that this part never gets brought up again, that she can see a picture on the wall. Um, And so Mulder asks, like, can you draw it? You know, the picture you can see, like, in her mind's eye from the dream. Uh Uh-huh. And Mulder says that it's a symbol for the 1939 World's Fair. And like, I know this picture. It's like a triangle and a circle. I can, I remember this from the episode. It suddenly came back to me, maybe in a vision, precognition. (laughs) No, it's like, I remember she draws it and it's like a, like a triangle with like a circle on it or something. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could be wrong, but I think I remember it showing up 
in Mrs. Thibodeau's house. I know we haven't even talked about her yet, but in the background, in one of the scenes, oh, in really? a photo. Yes. I oh. haven't seen this episode in decades, but I watched it a lot back then. I've seen it multiple times. And apparently oh, no it's like kidding. coming back to me in pieces and flashes. I was just digging, a dog was there, and then I pictured this episode. No, um, <laughs> but like... Uh, no, it's like, as we're talking about it, I'm like, wait, because I, I remember thinking, well, those are just two shapes. How could yeah. you recognize that's the symbol of the world's fair yeah. from the 30s yeah. or whatever? That's yeah. absurd. I yeah. think that's in Mrs. Thibodeau's house. Okay. All I right. think. Yeah. Okay. And, and right. we, I don't even remember who she is. I just remember <laughs> it's a lady. Yeah. So I I believe that I was when I was watching this episode, there was kind of a glare behind me. So mm-hmm. like. Some of oh, okay. Stuff, so I, yeah, I you might have missed it. Like, yeah. Lean in. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then we see BJ sitting at the station again, and she's looking through old pictures of criminals, like mugshots. And Tillman comes in and he says that he's willing to go with her to the appointment. What a good guy. Okay. And yeah. uh, she says, wow. she's not, she, yeah. And she says, she's not sure if that's what she mm-hmm. wants to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, referencing abortion. Yeah. And uh, she's kind of flipping through the pictures as they're talking and she sees a picture and says, it's him. And she tells oh. him she has to go. So um, she recognized the face as the guy from, with, from her dream. Her right. With the rash and the intense eyes. Yes. And so she okay. tells Mulder and Scully and they find out that his name is Harry Coakley and he was just released from prison in Nebraska. Um, a Apparently, maybe I shouldn't even be admitting this. Um, there is a Missouri-Nebraska border that uh, I wasn't aware of. <laughs> there is? Are you, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> I am. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can I look at the U.S. map real quick? Not that I yeah. don't believe you. I just need to see this with my own eyes. Don't yeah. you feel like Missouri should be way too low? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So... I'm guessing it's a north-south border. I think so. No, yeah. it's not. No, it's it's no? east-west. It's the upper left corner of Missouri. It's kind of like Nebraska is, um, you know, the like uh, the creation of Adam, mm, yeah. that painting. It's like Nebraska uh-huh. is is God and Missouri is Adam, like reaching. <laughs> so it's like the. <laughs> It's like the it's like the corner, the upper right or upper left corner of Missouri reaching out and touching the bottom right corner of uh of Nebraska. Jesus it's Christ, like I hope Missouri most... isn't actually God. No, no, no. Nebraska would be God. Don't that's... worry. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's um first of all, Nebraska's just way f- further south than I pictured. I think that my concept of the Dakotas is not it's hazy at best. And I think yeah. that's what's getting me because I know that we drove once through yeah. from Illinois to Iowa to Nebraska. And so in my head, Iowa and Nebraska are sort of lined up, except I always yes. pictured Nebraska a little bit higher, but it's actually yes. lower. Which than is Iowa? Yes, than Iowa. Huh. Iowa shares a border with South Dakota. Huh. Yeah. See, and this is this is where everyone should be like, you know, oh, they uh you know, Helen can identify a tiny fragment of a bone, um, but I don't know where Nebraska is. (laughs) I mean, if it were your job to know where Nebraska was, I'm sure you would do it, you know, but like neither of us have jobs where we have to know where Nebraska is. No, but Adam uh, does. 
And then your husband, uh, Adam. Maybe knows. or okay, look, yes, I'm confident he does. But I also think yeah. it's possible that he would say what he always says when I ask him a question about anything related <laughs> to history that isn't his field, which is that's American history. Who cares? Uh, because he does uh, European history. So yeah, yeah, if I ask about events in American history, he even if he does know them, I think his like guiding policy is why would we talk about this? Who cares? Um, so uh, I I still kind of want to give him a blank map and see what he does with it. Maybe yeah. I'll do that I, with him and with my mom. Our mom is visiting me tonight. Yeah. That would be a fun game for yeah. me and no one else. I think we should and do you. this at the holidays and then we can all get real competitive about it. Yeah, I like it. And it'll be yeah. a way for us to get competitive without accidentally hurting ourselves or each other. Like, I feel like we were doing leg wrestling once at your house oh, at some yeah. party and I hurt our father. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so like. <laughs> That's right. You okay. know, it's, it's oh, anyway. you know, feats of strength and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So. So they're, they're some, they're driving up. Okay. So, so they Missouri. just drive there from Missouri. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Unprepared for and, that. And uh, Harry Coakley, uh, just released from prison, um, had been arrested in 1945 for rape and attempted murder. Okay. Um, oh, so he he's had, very old then. Yes. He had carved sister onto the chest of Linda Thibodeau. Mrs. Thibodeau. She, uh-huh. Before she mm-hmm. was able to escape and get help from a neighbor. Nice. So they pull up to this super creepy old Victorian house and... Uh, that's where Harry Coakley lives and they're kind of asking him about things. And uh, he says, Oh, he doesn't remember much about that, about the arrest, about the attack. And, uh, and Scully says that she's sure Mrs. Thibodeau will never forget it. Um, and kind of, you know, yeah. So he's like, Oh, all those women that I carved up and murdered. eh, It's kind of a blur. It was a long time ago. Is that what he's saying? Okay. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he says that the doctor said he was sick back then and the doctors gave him some pills oh, and now yeah, he's better. Okay. okay. And Scully says, what kind of pills? And he says, red and white ones, little sister. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Which is so creepy. Yeah. Uh, and I, just, uh, I feel I like of, anyone uh-uh. calling me little sister, even though I am including, your sister. including me. <laughs> yeah. There's like <laughs> jokes amongst writers of like, you can tell when like a bad writer is an only child, when all their dialogue between brothers and sisters has them being like, Hey sis, or like, like <laughs> they refer to each other as like, what's up brother, you know, and like call her a, Hey, big brother. Hey, little sister, you know, like that sort of dialogue yeah. that like actual siblings would never in a million years say yeah. to each other. And so, uh, yeah, I feel like previously I would have just thought if I called you little sister, I would just be being like a cliched, terrible writer. But now I'd mm-hmm. be more like a serial killer. So maybe yeah. that's, yeah, okay. A little from column A, a little from column B. Exactly. I won't call you that. I might yeah, refer to great. you as my Deal. little sister, but I'll just use your name. Yeah, yeah. or only, one of your nicknames. The only time that is acceptable, in my mm-hmm. opinion, is in Robin Hood, where the mouse... Who yes. is the two mice? Oh, and yes. who refers to the the little girl mouse's little sister, and that's acceptable. Yeah. And I think that mouse is actually a sister. I think she's a nun. Right. Yeah. 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 And so that's why it's yeah. okay. And yes. he's a priest, and they're mice, and it's she's a little yeah. sister in a lot of senses. She's little because yes. she's a mouse, and she's a sister. Yeah. 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 So that's that's the only acceptable way to use that. Anyway, I think you're absolutely right, and I'm glad you remembered that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we don't have to so- receive, you know, hundreds of angry letters bringing that up. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, he says that he can't have left. They're questioning him about like the recent mm-hmm. crimes because he, uh, has an oxygen tank and it's like, I, you know, I couldn't go anywhere without yeah. this. And yeah. So, yeah. He's not in, um, in killing form anymore. Right. So then we see BJ asleep and she's dreaming of an old fashioned car pulling up with its lights on, um, pulling okay. up to a house and she kind of wakes up startled and she's covered in blood. Oh my God. Um, and she's and, in her bed. Uh-huh. And she okay. runs to the bathroom to look in the mirror and sister is carved in her chest and yeah and uh so she runs into the bedroom and kind of looks in the mirror again and she sees that guy a a young harry kirkley Uh um behind her in the mirror but then she turns around and no one's there and then it flashes to like a kind of memory-ish thing, like how it did in, in the mm-hmm. intro of someone moving a body and then like prying up some floorboards to bury it. Okay. And then we suddenly see her, BJ, <gasps> prying up some floorboards. And I have a story for you. We'll save it for the end of the episode. Ooh, I'm just remembering okay. safe floorboards. I'm so excited. Ooh, okay. 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 Um, and, uh, and looking all kind of out of it and people are, there's like people being like, oh, I don't know what she's doing here. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Tillman and Mulder and Scully show up um, and she's upset and crying and saying he's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tillman kind of takes her to the hospital and mm-hmm. Mulder looks in the floor where she'd been digging and pulling up stuff and pulls out a skeleton wrapped in. Bread. Oh, my God. OK. In her house. I don't know where she was. Okay. Because there were like other people that seemed annoyed. So I kind of think she might have been at like someone else's house. I don't know. Can you imagine if a woman is like in your house (laughs) and she's covered in blood and she's digging up your floorboards and you're like, well, this is an inconvenience. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Um, so then it shows her at the hospital and she says that Coakley was in the room, that she was sure it was him. And he looked just like in his picture, like his mugshot. Yeah. And so Mulder and Scully are kind of like, you know, a uh, uh, young Coakley. Yeah, that like, doesn't make sense. They're seeing yeah. the problem yeah. here. Yeah. And, uh, but they, she ID'd him. And so they tell the police to pick up Coakley. And so we see them kind of questioning him. Mm-hmm. And then it shows Mulder and Scully. He, he like couldn't give them much, essentially. Okay. And so it shows Mulder and Scully then talking in their hotel room or a hotel room, presumably mm-hmm. not together. And uh, Scully says that the blood type that was under BJ's fingernails, um, ha- like, strongly suggests that it could be Coakley's. Hmm. Um, and I wrote, how quaint that they can't know for sure. Um, because this <laughs> I was going to say, that seems like something we would just know. Like, yeah, that's no. funny that, like, they have this, like, 3D skeleton rotating yeah. technology that isn't yeah. real, but then they, like, don't, you know, foresee the, the blood type stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, she says like, oh, it's this positive, this negative, it has a subtype, blah, blah, blah. Um, all the things that like they could tell, you know, they could exclude people essentially based on blood type, but they couldn't definitively say okay. it to someone because they couldn't easily extract DNA and, wow. uh, and analyze it. God, um, that's neat that we can do that now. Yay. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. So Mulder and Scully decide to go talk to Mrs. Tibbs. 
Thibodeau. Um, and she is an older lady now and Mm -hmm. she shows them a formal picture from before the attack happened and says that she hasn't had a picture taken since. Um, and I just feel like this poor lady being dragged into all this. Yeah. And, uh, she says that it happened on her stair landing and like points like the house she's still living in that stair landing. Why would you still live Um, there? Oh my God. Yeah. For real. Move into a shitty apartment. Like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she remembers Coakley saying, someone's got to take the blame, little sister, and it isn't going to be me. Um, Lord. Yeah. Um, and so then Mulder apparently had noticed from her case file that she had checked back into the hospital nine months after the attack. Okay. Um, and uh, so she says that um, her husband, so she was pregnant. Um, yeah. And uh, says that her husband said, like, they could essentially, they could keep it. It's not the baby's fault, you oh, know. But yeah. um, but she says that she felt like it was the spawn of evil and she couldn't keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just like to say that abortion is medical care. Um, and uh, leave it at that. Um, and uh, she ended up giving the baby to an adoption agency. And that the yeah, baby can, would be yeah, it absolutely is. What? Sorry, I'm just thinking. Oh, imagining yeah. like pregnancy seems so intense when it is yep. like the wantedest baby in the world, and yeah. then to imagine okay, right? Yeah, we we don't need to go down the whole thing. Right. We know where our beliefs lie, and yes. and we're pro choice. Yeah, we're pro choice. Doesn't know and if you are <laughs> if you are listening lie. to this and you're thinking, oh, but not it shouldn't you know if you're thinking that mm, you shouldn't be pro-choice a you're wrong and b uh, i'd be happy to educate you if you're not a dick about it and we could talk and see if you're a dick about it just stop listening to our podcast yeah um yeah you don't get to hear what happens in the episode either so no yeah. and like a sub one or mm, yes. something something in there yeah. um go google helen werner huff post Yes, can, Helen Warner can, Huff post, and then come yes. back and say that abortion should be uh, illegal, and yeah. uh, and try to ever you know sleep at night. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. so um, I'll defend you, little sister. No, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm I just, just seemed like a, I'm that mouse every time. Yeah, I... <laughs> okay, that seems fair. Yeah, yeah. No, I just remember in that me getting into it in the like what you know the vast majority of comments that oh, are, yeah. are super nice, but like yeah. one or two people said ignorant stuff, and I just was like going scorched earth, like yeah, asking people how they slept at night and whatnot. So, <laughs> um, anyhow, so so poor that late mrs thibodeau yes poor mrs. she thibodeau. uh gives yeah. birth to her attacker's baby yep. and gives it up for adoption yep yep and so she like reaches into a secret place in her wall um and pulls out a scrap of paper and tells Mulder and scully that it's the address of the adoption agency that she went with Whoa. um so then Mulder and scully are back talking in a hotel room and uh they find out that the bones that BJ found under the house, under the floorboards, belong to Cheney's former partner, Ledbetter, I think his name was. Oh, okay. Brought up much. Um, because him and his partner had both disappeared, if you recall. And oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and that apparently Coakley had rented that house in 1942. Um, oh, okay. The house that BJ yeah. was in when all this happened. Okay. Yes. 
And so Mulder says he's still confused by the fact that BJ saw a young man, which is fair. Yeah. Um, same. And uh, he thinks that it could be Coakley's grandson because genetic traits often skip a generation. Is that true? Often? No. Sometimes? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like, if we have, like, some heterozygous alleles going on mm-hmm. so okay. like we have that some dominant yeah dominant traits some mm-hmm. recessive mm-hmm. um it's possible that you would see a recessive yeah. so like for instance i i i don't want to say hoped because it's not like i'm disappointed I, there was a possibility that i could have blue or green eyed children oh um, that would have been so weird i know oh, it would have been so cool yeah, yeah. it would have been really neat yeah. yeah um but me and you could not have possibly been blue or green eyed Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and just for everyone who doesn't know our parents' eye colors. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you don't know us in real life and yet you know our parents' eye colors, we have some questions. <laughs> yeah. um, our dad has brown eyes. Our mom has green eyes. Anyway. Um, so like, yeah, but not like, you know. It's not like it's identical. well known that people look more like their grandparents than their parents. Right. That's not a thing. Yeah. Right. And he says like, you know, some, um, you know, PGM subtypes talking about the blood, um, Mm -hmm. are similar amongst relatives. And again, it's like, sure, but you know, that's a stretch. Uh, and he says, what if more than physical traits are passed down and what if evil is passed down, but it Um, skips a generation. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, and uh, the evil is it, so he thinks there's a gene that's evil. I mean, not directly, or just not a, not literally a gene, but more of a general spooky vibe that is encoded yeah. somehow, and uh, yes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. And I do believe, if I recall, that that's correct. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, he tells a story about like him and his dad essentially both liking to chew sunflower seeds which like oh the sunflower seeds and molder yeah yeah yeah. um and scully says that you know behavior and upbringing can also influence Uh this Uh like seeing your dad eat uh i feel like (laughs) that yeah that's that's a weird take to be like me and my dad like the same snack (laughs) therefore it's probably coakley's grandson anyway i mean i know it's not quite that simplified I love this show. And then I find myself wanting to like pick it apart and be like, this is so stupid about this. And it it sounds so mean, but I'm like, I love this show. Yeah. No. And this was a great episode. This was really good. I thought. Of course it was. It's one you're watching. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. Um, So then Scully calls Danny. Um, Danny? Mulder's friend Danny. Yeah. Yeah. We hear he comes up a lot. Um, Nice. So a mention of him. And, uh, she says that Danny tracked down Thibodeau's son. Um, okay. And he is um, a, so the son from her, from uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, the, with Miss Copley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a policeman named Raymond Morrow, who is BJ's father. Yes. So yes, BJ. Yes, of course. Is, yes. BJ is Coakley's granddaughter. Yes. Um, and so Mulder says she's must be responsible for the murders and that now I believe he's right, but can you imagine in real life how crummy that would be to be like, 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and that Coakley's memories and compulsions have been passed down to her. And so he says, like, we need to see Mrs. We need to warn Mrs. Thibodeau. Um, so then we see Mrs. Thibodeau doing laundry and someone tries to attack her. Mm-hmm. And it's BJ. Um, and she's attacking really like slowly and ineffectively for someone who's <laughs> a police officer. Like, yeah. <laughs> really like, I don't know, slow motion kind of Frankenstein's monster-esque. So she's there and Mrs. Thibodeau sees her and throws bleach in her eyes. Um, she's, she's got like some bleach by her from doing nice. the laundry. Yeah. Um, and so then she runs and she grabs a gun that she had hidden somewhere and pulls it on BJ. Nice job, um, Mrs. Thibodeau. Well prepared. Real. Yeah. yeah. And uh, BJ has a razor and oh, is saying God. someone has to pay the price and it's not going to be me. And Mrs. Thibodeau is kind of backing <sighs> up the stairs. So it's like essentially the same as her That's, first And I'm pretty sure that it's on the stairs that there's a picture of the World's Fair, if I recall. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, now that's interesting. Cause I did note here. I must just not have caught that, that she sees a picture on the wall. Like BJ oh. does as she's walking mm-hmm. up. She like notices a picture on the wall and says no. And is like seeming confused. And Mrs. Thibodeau says, you're my grandchild. Whoa. Um, Somehow and, uh, I forgot it was her granddaughter too. Of course. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And so BJ rips open Mrs. Thibodeau's shirt to see like mm-hmm. her scarring from the attack and then um, rips open her own where, you know, she, she's all bandaged. Yeah. Also, right. yeah. Um, and Mrs. Thibodeau says, he's done this to both of us. He's the one to blame. Mm. So then we see Mulder and Scully pull up and they run inside and they find uh, Mrs. Thibodeau slumped over on the stairs, but okay. Ooh. Yeah, okay. And uh, she tells him what happened and say that something somehow stopped her. That, like, she, you know, she hadn't been attacked. So Scully thinks she's going after Tillman, and Mulder thinks she's going after Coakley. And so we see Tillman and Scully. And I won't be especially disappointed either way. So, (laughs) yeah, same. (laughs) And uh, um, Tillman's, like, all angry that they've accused BJ of murder. Um, But, like, you know... She just tried to murder some Mrs. Thibodeau's there and is like, well, she just attacked me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so then we see Coakley and he's watching TV and he like pulls to grab his mo- oxygen mask to put it back mm-hmm. on and it's been cut. So uh-huh. like the nasal cannula mm-hmm. part has just been mm-hmm. like chopped off. And so then it's like a, a thing where like we see Mulder pull up, but then we see BJ's there with a razor and she's attacking and then Mulder's going in. Like it's kind of like a back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, and so Mulder has his gun drawn and is um, walking around and sees Coakley severely injured. Mm-hmm. And then BJ runs out from behind Mulder and attacks him. Mm. And she keeps like flashing and she's looking at him. She's flashing between Mulder and one of the FBI agents that she killed before. Probably um, the first guy. Um, Ooh, I want to say Cheney. Yeah, Cheney. There we go. Okay. Um. And she's got the razor, like, to Mulder's throat and him on the ground. But then Scully and Tillman show up and um, pull their guns on her. And uh, as they're kind of, like, standing off a little bit, Coakley dies. Oh, okay. And which, like, yeah, again, not no great loss. Not going to lose any sleep over fictional bad guys dying, as we've said before. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when he dies, then she kind of comes to and realizes where she is oh. and like kind of takes the razor off of Mulder's neck as if him dying somehow pulled the 
evil spirit out of her or no yeah okay okay Okay. huh um so then we see scully dictating case notes and says that the tests are still pending on detective morrow bj Mm -hmm. um and they suspect a mutator gene that has activated previously inactive genes um which i didn't even decide to touch i just (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um and uh then we see bj in prison okay and scully says that like basically she's normal now Mm -hmm. like there haven't been any things Mm -hmm. and that um an amnio shows that the baby is also normal um that like essentially wait hold on an amnio shows the baby is not evil um yeah (laughs) <laughs> is that something that amnios typically test for i mean i'm not a biologist so i wouldn't know no <laughs> i mean i've i've had amnios um, right and i wasn't told so there's okay. no way to know yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> man um yeah i don't know yeah uh yeah. Hmm. and uh she's like in protective custody because apparently she kept trying to harm the baby. Um, even though apparently Tillman wants to adopt the child. Um, and that, um, that the case, um, uh, that adoption file will be soon presented to the court and that's the episode. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, I want to just talk generally about the X-Files for a sec here. Sure. I think that in popular culture, when people talk about it, there's the conspiracy episodes and then there's the monster episodes. And I think Mm -hmm. the fact that there's, really quite a few episodes, a lot of episodes that are not uh, supernatural monster at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for every fluke man episode, there's at least one like this or more, you yeah. know, like, like, right. well, like Ex- Excelsis, whatever the last one was that I just watched also not monster, you know, like yeah. I think people picture, you know, it's Bigfoot. It's right you know mothman whatever there's like clearly some unexplained yeah it's not that it's not supernatural but it's all human it's like it's Mm -hmm. not a literal other monster thing yeah 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 Yeah. um so yeah next up is irresistible Ah, and if i maybe we should watch it together whether it is whether That's it what is we talked about, right? literally in well, given the dog events, if we're not able to oh, literally do it yeah. in person, we could do it on Zoom, watch it together, yeah. and then record. Oh, that's true. So yeah. yeah. It would be like mystery science theater, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had something you wanted to say about floorboards? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I think I told this story on the podcast before. So I'm gonna hmm. tell it, but I'm gonna be quick. When Helen and Zach were living in an apartment and they were moving out to the house that they bought. Um, I was helping Helen pack up and she had a like fireplace that was just like a picture of a fireplace with like, you could pull the front of it off. And so you remember I made that code that I put in there on a piece of paper. Yes. That's it was, and it was just like a, a like a letter switch code that said uh, there were spirits in the floorboards because I thought that sounded spooky. And, yeah. um, and also and, that apartment was probably haunted. Yeah. Right. Yes. I know we've talked yeah. about how it was yeah. probably haunted. And so I I created an email account, uh, mysterious ghost code eight, uh, 7898. And uh, I put the email on there and I said, if you can solve the code, then, uh, you know, email the solution to this email address and you'll get the treasure. Mm-hmm. And about 
three months after you moved out, I got an email from someone that said, message, there are spirits in the floorboards. Does this mean someone put booze in our apartment's floorboards? I forgot about that part. (laughs) And so then I wrote back and I quote, you're very wise in decoding, though correct, incorrect in interpretation. Perhaps the spirits are more metaphysical than liquid. Perhaps the mysterious ghost just thought it sounded cool. You will discover treasure soon. MG. And then a month later, a magical treasure will be delivered to you soon via email. Please chunk, check your junk and spam folders in case it gets sent there. It may be from <laughs> Starbucks, but it is not spam. Woo. MG. <laughs> and so that's where it ended. I never got a response back. And then at yeah. some point months after that, I was unable to get into the email because I forgot the email. I didn't forget the mm. password. I forgot what I made the email. And sure. so I just was like, well, without knowing that, what can I do? Well, Helen... A mm, couple days ago, I get an email to my main Gmail account that's like, your account, Mysterious Ghost Code 7898, is going to be shut off due to inactivity. It's oh been my gosh. 13 years? Uh, no, yeah. uh, 11, 11 years. Uh, uh, it's it's the end of 23. I did this in the end of 11. No. 12 years. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay. Oh, and, and it was, you know, it was winter, spring of 2012 when I was emailing the solver of this. Mm-hmm. Um And so at that point, once I knew the email, I was able to guess the password. I went in and I had a response from that guy. No way. Yeah. At the end of 2012, that's all the time it took me to forget the email. He writes, I just now found the gift card email. Thank you so much, mysterious ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I decided to Google him to see if we have any friends in in common or anything. And so I look up his name and I find, I'm pretty sure it's him. I find him on Facebook. It turns out he's a philosopher and I can tell it's him because there's a picture of him at that corner market that was like right on your block oh, yeah. or across from yeah. your block. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, that's gotta be him. And it's like the right time frame. And yeah. then in Googling, I found out that um Lex, who plays Derby, I don't know if you yeah. know Lex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I found in Googling, I found an old post of hers. She took a philosophy class with him at MATC <laughs> the same semester in which he got the Starbucks card from me. Oh my gosh. So yeah, just like Did you tell wild- her? Did you tell yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> I also, and we'll see, I'll keep everyone updated. I emailed him back and said, a very belated and mysterious, you're welcome to you. Woo, <laughs> MG. So we'll see what happens. So I was, yeah, I was so excited. <laughs> That's awesome. Mysterious ghost oh my gosh. still lives. <laughs> 7898, yeah. right? Yes. Or, yep. oh, yeah, mysterious <laughs> ghost code 7898. Yeah. Ah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um so then you have a listener story yes I do um so last Friday night um I'm not gonna again this is where I would start singing that Katy Perry song but I won't um uh I was driving I did not dark and I saw a spooky thing I don't know (laughs) yeah I'm tempted to ask Zach to cut that but I won't (laughs) please don't yeah Um, so I was, it was like six 30 at night and I was driving, um, one of my colleagues was having like a get together at his house. And, uh, I, I was driving there. I, I don't drive in my city much at night just cause I don't go places at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I was driving on a road that I am super familiar with. So it's like the big thoroughfare that my house is off of. So very familiar, mm-hmm. have gone on it at night. Um, mm-hmm. And so 
I'm driving and I see a vertical dashed line of lights for lack of a better way to describe it. So it was like perfectly still. So it wasn't Uh flashing Mm -hmm. and it was perfectly vertical Mm -hmm. and it was dashed. So like there would be like, you know, light space, light space. Mm -hmm. And at first I thought maybe it was like some Christmas lights or something like wrapped Mm -hmm. on a pole, but it was went way high into the sky. So like if there had been a cell phone tower right there off the road, Mm -hmm. then like it 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 could have been as tall as that. Right. For, you know, Mm -hmm. when the city wraps the cell phone towers and (laughs) Christmas lights for the season. Um, (laughs) But there, there isn't, Um, there's there's just houses there. Okay. Um, And it was just, and I like thought I was, losing it a little bit I was like is that and I'm like ducking and I'm like what what and it slowly starts to disappear from the bottom so like the dashes start disappearing Mm -hmm. until nothing's there and so I I have no idea what that was that's pretty weird have you driven on that road since then in the daylight oh yeah plenty and you haven't seen anything nope weird no i don't know and i mean okay. i was on that road coming home that night oh yeah too. well i just meant like in the daylight maybe you could look right. for oh, structure no. or something Nothing. like a house with a big stick on it i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and like bizarre yeah maybe it was a laser but it was like so perfectly still and and i mean a laser dashed. would need to bounce off of something you would need a medium that's why like you have to clap chalk dust or whatever you don't see a full laser beam you see when it hits something you wouldn't just see a laser go through the air if it was really foggy it could have been a laser that was really powerful but no how would a laser be dashed anyway that doesn't actually make sense to me yeah yeah that's that's one of the confusing things so like maybe some sort of projection the one time I saw lights in the sky that I thought were mysterious, they were like waving around and it turned hmm. out to be that a new Applebee's was open in McHenry. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was, I was like a town over and I was like, I see these weird lights. What is that about? And it was the Applebee's. So, so it was a long time ago, but I mean, yeah. I wasn't a child, I, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, it was almost weirder hmm. because they weren't moving. Like, it was just perfectly yeah. still, except for the bottom ones that eventually disappeared. That is intriguing. Yeah, it was really well, weird. It was really, out. really weird. See if yeah. you get any more data. And then I got, like, even more freaked out. So when I turn, I get in my uh, my colleague's neighborhood, which I have not, I had not been in previously. Mm-hmm. So I was very mm-hmm. unfamiliar with the streets and driving slowly. And I turn onto his street and, like, I was going reasonable speed i was Mm -hmm. you know and for some reason as i turned and this is insane and i don't actually believe in this but i thought in my head this would be where you'd see werewolves (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't know why that popped in my head but i i think that and as i'm turning there is a person in a black hoodie walking straight down the middle of the road and i like almost hit her oh my god and then she just like looks back at me and kind of like gives me like a weird stare and I kept going as if you were the one driving on the sidewalk or something oh my god yeah oh my god yeah 
dressed all in black walking down the center of the road. I was like, that is, is spooky. Such a bad idea. That is so yeah. stupid. I just get yeah. so annoyed when people don't understand that like you have to be careful. I've been hit yeah. by a car. It sucks. They don't always yeah. move. Don't yeah. be stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But I, like I that is really weird. And so we think she might be a werewolf. Oh, I don't know. I, okay. it was just like, and Probably then I got not. to my, that, that's friend. just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Then I got to his house and was like, oh, okay. And everything was yeah. fine and normal, yeah. but uh, it was, <laughs> that is, a, that a is weird though. Drive. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, boy. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my story. I don't know. Interesting. I don't, I don't, well, if anyone has any like theories or anything, yeah. let mm-hmm. us know, please. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't think it's aliens. I mean, I feel really, I mean, no. really yeah. confident of that. Do you think um, it's werewolves with the light? <laughs> maybe with their, how would they? Yeah, how would they do that? I mean, yeah. maybe something, because you know how like they're activated by the moon. Maybe right. something about the sun's light reflecting off the moon, and then they'd use light to make sure. it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, that's our working theory. Yeah. <laughs> right. Werewolf light tower. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it. All right. Until next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.